Self-care is important, but it doesn't cure the root cause of why you're feeling burnt out in the first place. Treating yourself at the end of the day to a bath isn't going to help you to get to the root cause of managing stress and why you're stressed out and how to stop stress from crippling you. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful that you've tuned in today. Look, we're all facing a certain amount of uncertainty and stress in our lives right now, but the truth is that no matter what's going on in the world, what has the greatest impact on your stress levels is the smaller choices we make each and every day. Each of these small choices can affect our moods more than we realize. So today, I'm sharing five ways to stop stress from taking over your life. I'll also share how you can develop better habits for your mental well-being. But before I get into today's episode, I have a very important announcement. This will be the final episode of my podcast for a short time. (laughs) That's right. Your girl is taking a much-needed break and a short hiatus from the Mind Your Body show. I'll also be working on some projects that I am super excited about, but I'll be back again with more episodes in August. In the meantime, I would love to stay connected with you. So the best thing you can do so that I can continue to help you would be to sign up for my weekly newsletter. Each week in my weekly newsletter, you'll receive tips and recipes to enhance your mental and physical well-being so that you can overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. I also have a huge, huge favor to ask you. I've created a listener survey so that I can learn more about you and what you'd like to see in future episodes. I'd be super grateful if you could take a few minutes to complete that survey. That way I'll have a better idea of the type of content that will help you to achieve your health goals. In the show notes, you'll find a link to join my newsletter and also to take the survey. Again, if you guys could take that survey, that would mean so much to me because that will actually help me to help you. Okay, now let's get into today's episode. One of the beliefs I see many women, many people hold really, is that, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, or I'm a parent, and being stressed and being overwhelmed is just the way that it's supposed to be. They feel that they're at the mercy of stress. Stress feels crippling and like they can't get control over their life. Do you ever feel like that when it comes to stress? If that's you, and if you want to feel more fulfilled, calm, and resilient, Well, stress could actually be the best thing to ever happen to you, and you don't even realize it. Why so? Well, it's my belief that stress and overwhelm are a message. It's an invitation to look deeper and address your values and inconsistency with what you say you value and what you actually do. Okay, so how can you still feel joy or feel happy in times of stress while also feeling more resilient? 
Well, one of the biggest shifts you can make right now with managing stress is changing your relationship with stress and overwhelm and working with them rather than against them. It's a vital piece to managing stress and fatigue, especially during times like this, and is something that will become even more important, especially if you're concerned about the long-term effects of stress on your health. Now, I'm a self-professed workaholic, and I have a very strong work ethic, but I've learned that just because I can do all the things, it doesn't mean that I should, and neither should you. For many of us, this rapid transition to working from home didn't leave much time or mental space for planning new routines. This rapid shift in reality alone has been a lot for our minds and our bodies to process. Combined with the overwhelming economic impact, caring for family, including homeschooling and caring for aging parents, and the real global health consequences, extreme fatigue and burnout are natural bodily responses to the crisis. Long-term exposure to unmanaged stress can take a toll on your body and mental health, and recent research suggests a potential link between work-related burnout and depression and anxiety. Burnout is a major workplace issue. Just so we're on the same page, burnout is defined as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. But burnout is more than simply feeling stressed or overworked. It's a psychological syndrome that forms as a prolonged response to chronic stressors on the job or in life. So there's three key elements of burnout. Number one is feelings of exhaustion, uh, depletion, or lack of energy at work or even in life. Um, number two would be a sense of cynicism, irritability, or you know withdrawal towards one's work, or maybe even withdrawal towards people around you. Uh, number three would be a low sense of personal efficacy or reduced product productivity or capability at work. Now, I'm hoping that the tips I'm going to share with you today will help to minimize your risk of burnout. But if you're already there, I also hope that this will be a wake up call for you. Okay, so tip number one, and I have five to share with you today. Tip number one is awareness. It all starts with awareness. You guys know I'm, I'm huge when it comes to awareness, when it comes to improving your health and your situation. You need to know where you're at. Okay, so here are some signs that you need to take a break or that stress is taking over your life. Insomnia, okay, not being able to fall asleep or maybe even constantly waking up throughout the night. Digestive issues, low energy or fatigue, low self-esteem, headaches, changes in appetite, sweating, um, rapid heart rate, loss of sex drive. Now, once you're aware of the signs that you're experiencing on a daily basis, take some time to process what you're experiencing and feeling. One of the biggest ways to do this is with journaling and don't knock it like I did until you try it. In your journal, write down what's stressing you and do this for at least one week to determine what's triggering your stress and your reactions to them. Identifying and recording stressful situations can help you to understand what's bothering you. So you can ask yourself some of these questions. Uh, how did this make me feel? So let's say there was an event that happened that stressed you out, right? How did this make you feel? Um, unappreciated, hurt, angry? What was my reaction? You know, did you drink, you know, half a bottle of wine or, you know, eat a whole batch of brownies at the end of the day to cope? What are some ways of resolving it? How can I find solutions to the stressor? And we're going to get into that for a sec in a second. Number two would be time management and balance. So first do an audit of how you're spending time during the day and make an effort to manage your time more effectively. Sometimes feeling overwhelmed by work comes down to how organized you are. 
I'm a bit of an organization freak, but I do find that it helps me to manage my time better. And it also leaves more time for those things that I enjoy doing. Try setting up a priority list at the beginning of your work week by preparing tasks and maybe even ranking them according to importance. Now, in terms of balance, if you don't establish boundaries, people will get away with what you allow them to. So some things you can do to establish boundaries could be, you know, maybe no calls during your lunch hour, Uh, maybe turning off notifications on Slack or email after a certain time in the evening so that you won't get tempted to respond. If you have an assistant, ask for their support and having a bit of a buffer in between meetings so that you're not slammed in meetings back to back. And when I was an executive assistant, I used to support a lot of, you know, um, high level executives. So a lot of C-suite executives and they would be in these back to back meetings. But what I would do is I would try to find time for them in between those meetings so that they could, I don't know, pee, (laughs) maybe grab a coffee, you know, just like a 15 minute buffer between meetings that can make a huge difference for your state of stress and your mental health. If you don't have an assistant, well, then that responsibility lies with you to make sure that you have a bit of a buffer time in between meetings. So once you have that buffer time built in, and I actually recommend that you put this into your calendar, by the way, um, use that buffer time wisely. You know, even if it's just, you know, 15 minutes to like get up from your desk, you know, walk away and just, you know, do some stretches maybe, or maybe even make a quick nourishing smoothie. Did you know that the very foods you turn to to manage stress and fatigue are actually formulated to keep you hooked? These foods attack the very part of your brain responsible for regulating mood and stress, making your problem worse in the long term while increasing your risk of serious illness. In my free Rise and Strive ebook, you'll discover some key vitamins and nutrients that may help to improve your mood and reduce stress. No excuses. Now is the time to build up your body's defenses so that you can achieve more calm while protecting your body against serious illness. Go get your free ebook by clicking on the link in the show notes or heading to trudyestone.com forward slash rise and strive. Let me know which foods you'll eat more of to manage stress. And while we're on the topic of food, let's talk about tip number three, and that's diet. Okay. Diet is super important in helping you to cope with stress. What's important to note is that some of the very foods that you turn to to manage stress are actually formulated to keep you hooked. These foods attack the very part of your brain responsible for regulating mood and stress, making your problem worse in the long term while also increasing the risk of serious illness. So turning to alcohol or Haagen-Dazs or Ben & Jerry's, whatever your vice is, to manage stress is a Band-Aid approach, a crutch. We eat these foods or turn to alcohol thinking it will make us feel better, but it usually makes the problem worse. Also, there are four key nutrients that are rapidly depleted when your emergency stress response kicks in or when you're going through extremely stressful times in your life. So the major ones are magnesium, iron, vitamin C, and B vitamins. I talked about this on one of my recent TV segments, so I'll link it up in the show notes for you so you guys can check that out. And I also talk about the different foods and stuff too. But if you want to know which foods can help you to boost your mood and also help you to manage your stress, make sure to grab my free Rise and Strive guide where you'll discover some stress relieving foods. 
And I'll link that up in the show notes for you so you guys can get that free download. And I highly recommend that you grab that. Learning about some of these foods is going to help you to manage your stress, manage symptoms of, you know, anxiety. It's just going to make you feel so much better. Okay. Now, number four is reframing your thoughts. Now, this is a super important one. They're all important, but this is an important one and one that was key for me and navigating a really difficult time in my life when I was experiencing feelings of grief and loss after experiencing a miscarriage. Now, if you want to achieve more balance and more fulfillment and go from anxious and overwhelmed to resilient and calm so that you can enjoy life more and be more fully present for your family and your friends and even yourself, you need to tap into the power of redirection or reframing your thoughts. Here's the thing, and I know this for sure. When you ruminate on sadness and negativity, it reinforces a sense of sadness and negativity. But if you cultivate compassion, joy, and inner freedom, then you build up resilience and face life with more confidence. After all, In the end, it's your mind that's translated the outside world into either happiness or misery. So instead of using stress and overwhelm as an excuse not to eat or live healthier, what if stress became your superpower, a superpower that no one can tap into except for you? Now, the energy of stress is powerful. When stress comes, and it's always going to come, you know, see it as power and strength, even though it comes in a negative way. Your body is trying to tell you something. It's just like in the old days when cavemen and, you know, when they saw a saber-toothed tiger and their flight response kicks in. So acknowledge that stress as power or an invitation to figure out where it is that you really want to go. Now, for me, stress actually became one of my biggest assets rather than something that crippled me. And it could be for you, too, if you lean into it. So, for example, when I was working in the corporate world, I had a boss that never seemed to be satisfied with my work, although everybody else on my team was. Now, one day after she provided me with more criticism, rather than getting stressed and anxious, I simply paused and asked myself, what can I learn from this moment? And in that moment, gratitude started to wash over me because I realized that my boss had given me yet another reason to leave that job which then led to me ultimately doing what I love for a living, helping others to live healthier. Here's the thing. You'll do yourself an enormous favor if you take control of how you're framing your life and make it work for you rather than against you. Many of the frustrations and stress we endure can be seen as blessings because they urge us to grow and develop. Okay, tip number five, set aside time for self-care. Now, this is a big one. Again, they all are, Um, but I'm not just talking about bubble baths here. Okay. Really tune into what it is that you need. Sometimes we need to tune out to tune in. We're so busy with being busy and so many distractions. We're not taking the time to really figure out what we want and what we need. So remember before I mentioned about, you know, food and alcohol and how those were band-aid approaches. Well, as much as you might love and look forward to your bubble bath, that, my friend, is also a Band-Aid approach. Sure, those things are great in the moment and will give us temporary satisfaction, but that's just it. It's temporary, a Band-Aid approach. Instead, you need to find the root cause of what's stressing you out or making you feel unfulfilled or unhappy. Self-care is important, 
but it doesn't cure the root cause of why you're feeling burnt out in the first place. Treating yourself at the end of the day to a bath isn't going to help you to get to the root cause of managing stress and why you're stressed out and how to stop stress from crippling you. This is a bit deeper than what I can get into in this episode, but root causes are typically based on core fears such as, and let me know if you guys recognize any of these, Um, you know, things like I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm defective. I'm not as blank as so-and-so. Now, again, journaling is a great way and something that's helped me personally to work through all of this. I like using journaling prompts, which help me to jog my thought process, because sometimes if you're just, you know, sitting in front of a blank notebook, it can kind of be a little bit intimidating and you don't really know what to write or where to start. So if you just jump on Google or Pinterest, just search uh, journal prompts and you'll see what I mean. You're going to see all sorts of things come up. You can even search journal prompts based on what you're feeling, like journal prompts for work stress, journal prompts for, you know, a divorce, journal prompts for, you know, being a good parent, whatever it is, right? You can even do that as well. You might want to also consider talking to a professional as well if stress is really crippling you and affecting the quality of your life and your relationships. But I'm not going to leave you hanging here. And I also don't want you to think that I'm anti-bubble bath. I, I love bubble baths, but I just want to urge you to dig a bit deeper. It can be hard. It can be scary or uncomfortable even to do this type of work, but it's so rewarding once you're on the other side. Again, if it's too triggering for you, you know, make sure to seek out professional help. Working with a therapist can help you to better identify the sources of your stress and help you to come up with ways to better navigate them. They can also help you to develop some strategies for decompressing and taking care of yourself. Okay, so let's get into some self-care activities. If we don't stop and look around, we might not notice how tired, stressed, or burnt out we actually are. Self-care is about tuning into your mind and your body and taking the time to support yourself and about listening to your body when you feel drained and exhausted. We now live in a society where there are so many demands on our time. And even some of my clients and people I know, they're working more hours now than you know, now that they're working from home than they were when they were actually working in an office. And I think now it's because we don't even really know. I feel like all the lines are blurred. And we don't even really know now when to disconnect and when to unplug. Being in a constant state of stress without taking out time for play and for self and for self-care, it puts you at an increased risk of disease. Now, a morning routine can be one of the best ways to give back to yourself. The most successful grounded people walking this planet have a specific morning routine they follow every day, including yours truly. Not only will you be taking care of yourself, but you'll also have much more productivity if you start your day with some major positive energy vibes. This is where things like affirmations, exercise, gratitude, and meditation come in. When we're constantly stressed, our brain's fight or flight response, which is triggered by a part of the brain called the amygdala, responds to all sorts of everyday occurrences as if they're a potentially life-threatening situation and generates our hormonal response to deal with it. Meditation helps to counteract this by both reducing the hormones produced and calming down the amygdala, letting you think clearly, rationally, and without panic. Now you can download a meditation app that you can turn to when feeling excessive pressure at work or during the day. There's a, there's really a lot of great ones out there. 
Now, in terms of exercise, the most common struggle that my clients have is finding time to work out. Can you relate to that? Now, my suggestion is to just wake up a few minutes earlier, exercise in the morning and get it out of the way. And it doesn't have to be a big hour-long workout. I talked about this before in the podcast. Sometimes in the morning, I just work out for half an hour. Sometimes it's just 20 minutes, right? But exercise, like meditation, is a self-care practice that shouldn't be overlooked. And, you know, with a lot of us working from home, we're just, you know, sitting on our butts more often than ever before. At least before when we were commuting, we were, you know, parking the car, we were getting out of the car, walking through the parking lot, going to the office, you know, we were walking around a little bit more. But now that we're working from home, we're finding ourselves just kind of sitting around more and more. And in fact, I've been reading some articles about injuries and not injuries, but, um, you know, things like back pain, like that's actually like on the rise and stuff like that. And I actually experienced a bit of that myself, too. Now, exercise, like I said, like meditation is a self-care practice that shouldn't be overlooked. Okay. It can have you know positive effects on both your mental and your physical health. Not only will you feel like a million bucks, and there are some days where I, I'm dragging and I don't feel like exercising, but after I exercise, I feel so much better about myself, my outlook. I just feel so much more positive. I have more energy, you know, and these are all the side effects of exercise, you know, happiness, better mood, um, improved focus. And exercise also boosts your self-esteem and helps with having a positive self-image. Extensive research tells us that exercise can actually ease symptoms of depression and anxiety. It releases feel-good hormones and it also creates feelings of happiness and euphoria. In some cases, exercise has been shown to be just as effective as antidepressant pills in treating depression. Now, self-care also means prioritizing sleep. You know, setting um, aside some time for fun and making sure that you're nourishing your body throughout the day. Again, if you need help with knowing what foods to nourish your body and to help you to relieve stress, make sure to download my free Rise and Strive guide so that you can learn all about the foods that will help to ease symptoms of stress and make you feel more calm. You can find the link for that free guide in the show notes. Now, some other things you can do to stop stress from taking over your life are, you know, pausing for a few moments at, you know, before starting your workday and setting your intention for the day, you know, what you want your day to look like, what success looks like for you that day. And also, you know, a note on that, um, you know, release that perfectionism. Okay, release the perfectionism if your day doesn't go as planned, because perfectionism can also be highly stressful and lead to burnout. If things don't go exactly as planned during your day, Instead, focus on the effort you put into whatever it is you're working on, whatever that project was, and not personalizing failure when you make a mistake or when everything doesn't go according to plan. Lastly, schedule in a five-minute break to try you know, some breathing exercises and actually schedule that in your calendar, just like you would any meeting. So there you have it. Five ways to stop stress from taking over your life. Remember, Nobody is free of stress, but you can master the way that you react to it and rise above it so that it no longer has control over you. I'd love to hear which one of these tips you'll try. Feel free to leave me a review in iTunes to let me know what you thought of this episode. I would really appreciate it. And your review helps me to reach more people. If you found value in this or any of my episodes, please go ahead and leave your girl a review in iTunes. 
Also, don't forget, this will be the final episode of the Mind Your Body show for a short time. I'll be back again with more episodes in August. In the meantime, until we meet again, sign up for my weekly newsletter. Each week in my newsletter, you'll receive tips and recipes to enhance your mental and physical well-being so that you can overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. I'd also love to hear your feedback about this podcast and how I can support you more. I've created a listener survey so that I can learn more about you and what you'd like to see in future episodes. I would be super, super grateful if you could take a few minutes of your precious time to complete the survey. That way I'll have a better idea of the type of content that will help you to achieve your health goals. In the show notes, you'll find the link to join my newsletter and to take the survey. Well, that's it for now, friends. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you or hear you in August. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.